Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) Yes. I am so grateful that we are joining together. As you can hear in my voice, I uh, am, what am I doing? I am (laughs) preventing a sinus infection from taking hold. I, uh, in the wintertime, if I'm in a cold climate, which I am here in New Jersey, if I go into places that have a lot of dry, dry heat, my sinuses aren't very happy. And uh, I have spent two weekends in very, very dry places uh, in New York City where they turn on the heat, they have no humidity, and the heat is excessive. <laughs> so uh, my sinuses are recovering. And uh, it's all good. This I know. So I'm grateful to join with you now, and let us begin with a blessing. Yes, anytime we can pray together, it is a profound blessing, and I am grateful from the bottom of my heart. So we take this breath of love together, and we are truly grateful and thankful to open our awareness, to open our heart and our mind, to open our consciousness to the higher Holy Spirit Self, we're calling for a healing right here, right now. We're allowing for a healing right here, right now. And we are truly grateful to open ourselves to the full relinquishment of any need to feel guilty or to make others feel guilty. We are surrendering everything that we have uh, invested in guilt, in the attraction of guilt, in energizing guilt. We are forgiving ourselves for having felt guilty, for having tried to make others feel guilty, whether we did it consciously or unconsciously. We are forgiving those who have done their best to make us feel guilty, whether they did it consciously or unconsciously. All activity around the mental pattern of guilt is being dissolved and resolved permanently back to the root cause so we never experience it again. We are calling for this healing not just for ourselves but for all humanity. Let this pattern of attraction to guilt be dissolved and resolved. All guilt released healed back to the nothingness from which it has arisen. We are grateful and thankful to do our part. We are grateful and thankful for the healing that is happening even now. We are grateful and thankful to set ourselves free. And in that deep abiding gratitude, we rest, sharing the benefits with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. 
Yes. Prayer is so powerful. So powerful. I'm getting ready to teach the power of prayer again in Masterful Living, and I am so grateful for the teachings of prayer that have come into my life. And to be able to share them is such a great gift to me. That's why I record a new prayer every day. I met a beautiful woman who shares the same name as me, Jennifer, and she was telling me on the weekend at my Forgiven Be Free workshop in Manhattan in that dry, hot room that she had been looking for a prayer partner, and she was so glad that she found me and that she could be my prayer partner. We are prayer partners now. Hi, Jennifer, if you're listening. And... That's why I do that. Yes, the prayers are so powerful. So today we're talking about the sick attraction of guilt, which is discussed in Chapter 15, Section 7, The Needless Sacrifice. So this month, all month, uh, I've been offering episodes here on relationship. Uh, that's what I've been doing. I did it. I've done it every February since I started, uh, except for one. I think I wasn't consistent in one, but and I do relationship episodes all year long. So there's a ton of them, and you can find them search in your podcast, uh, and you can also find them and a lot of the transcripts. Almost we've done most of the transcripts of the podcast episodes and they're posted at com, and this one will be posted soon. <laughs> so in chapter 15, The Needless Sacrifice, uh, we're talking about special relationship and things that keep our relationships special. And it says in the needless sacrifice, the ego establishes relationships only to get something. This is why I talk about so often that if your relationship is not happy, if it's not joyful, one of the ways that you can transform that, and it's up to you really, is to look at everything in your life, in that relationship, where you are giving something in order to get something. Because that is you sustaining and maintaining your special relationship, and this need not be. If you'd like to have a holy relationship, you must give because you love to give. Give because you have been given to. Give from the overflow that Spirit is sending you. Give knowing that you will be given to, right? This is the practice of tithing, right? So we can live our life as a tithe. When there's restriction, there's not tithing. There's giving in order to get. And that's the way of the world because the way of this world For many of us who are ego-identified, that's all we see is the ways of the ego, the giving to get. Selfless service seems unattractive. Selfless service seems for the weak and the foolish. 
that the way of the wealthy and the prosperous is to take, take, take. Give in order to get. When we're giving in order to get, we are takers. We are not givers. We are the takers. So to me, if we're going to be perfect in this world and express our perfection in our wholeness, we must be perfect even as our Mother, Father, God in heaven is perfect, which means that we are going to live and reside in our heart and mind as the perfect givers and receivers of love that we are designed to be. So take a moment now, and this is where those who listen but do not learn um, go unconscious. Right now, take stock in your relationships. Just pick one that you would like to have be more loving. Pick any one, it doesn't matter. Pick one that you would like to have be more loving. And just open your mind for the higher Holy Spirit self to show you and make clear where you are giving in order to get something. So let spirit plop it right into your awareness. Boom. And another one. Where are you giving in order to get? Allow yourself to fully cognize, to recognize it. Be willing to see where you are giving something in order to get something. Because that is actually called manipulation. Yes, it's one thing to give money to receive a cup of coffee in a store. But if you're giving support to your loved one in order to get their support, isn't it conditional? Would you withdraw your support if they stopped supporting you? Would you? This is the kind of question that egocentric folks in special relationships ask. They ask the question, what has what have you done for me lately? What has that person done for me lately? Nothing. Yeah, I don't think I need to help them. So in that mindset, we're not being led and guided by spirit. Why aren't we allowing ourselves to be led and guided by spirit? Because we think we know what's best for our safety. Right? So then we can think of, in my defenselessness, my safety lies. So I don't have to defend why I'm deserving of somebody else's love. Hey, look at everything I did for you. You haven't done anything for me. I deserve better. That's a defensiveness. 
And when we're having that kind of conversation with people, even if it's only in our head, mentally, we're trying to make them feel guilty and ashamed for not doing better. And if that's how we're operating, then we, of course, must think that we are unworthy of love. When we don't love people unconditionally, and our love is only conditional, we will not believe that we are worthy of unconditional love. We will not believe that God loves us without condition. If we put conditions in our relationships, in our love relationships, then we are demonstrating that we believe that's what God does too. And this is tricky because people will say, so are you saying that I should just give Everything to everyone? Well, A Course in Miracles tells us to have, give all to all. So let's just take a minute. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I know I've done episodes on it. But to have, give all to all. So if you'd like to have love, give love to all. doesn't mean you have to give money to all or service to all. Give love to all. To have, give all to all. So if you'd like to have strength, offer strength to others. If you'd like to have compassion from people, offer compassion to all people. If you would like to have comfort, offer comfort to the ones who Spirit sends to you. If you would like to feel safe, offer a safe space in your heart for all beings. Everyone's spirit sends to you. And everyone's spirit sends to you is and are the people on the news, the people who are holding up the line in the bank, right? They are the people who cut in front of you in traffic to have Love. In your heart, give love to all. To experience kindness from other people, give kindness to all. It's a deep and challenging practice that renews and restores us to our right mind. It is the practice of A Course in Miracles. So, chapter 15, section 7, paragraph 2. This is the needless sacrifice, paragraph 2. The ego establishes relationships only to get something, and it would keep the giver bound to itself through guilt. All right? So, we're giving to get... And guilt is the mechanism that the ego thought system employs in order to keep us bound to the ego thought system. 
right? So this is why A Course in Miracles makes it clear to us that the unconscious guilt is the thing that we are healing. That is the foundational thing. And the unconscious guilt shows up most clearly in the belief or the thought that I'm bad, I'm wrong, something's wrong with me, I'm not good enough, I'm unlovable, unlovable. Some permutation of that is the the clearest expression we can find of this unconscious guilt. All right? So we act it out in so many different ways. Going on here in this paragraph too, it is impossible for the ego to enter into any relationship without anger. For the ego believes that anger makes friends. This is not its statement, but it is its purpose. So think of the ego like a virus in your heart-mind, okay? And it makes contact with other ego-identified people, right? So we recognize each other and get connected in our special relationships is through anger, which is never justified, right? In a loving heart, anger is never justified. So that's the teaching of A Course in Miracles. So through gathering together, In righteous anger, we can make friends. Ah, yes, they believe as I do. They're mad as hell, and they're not going to take it anymore, too. Right? We find these things we agree upon that we are annoyed by, frustrated by. Right? This is how racism spreads, and sexism spreads, and people join together in their anger. People are constantly trying to convince us to be angry about things. But the ends is in the means. So if we'd like to live in a loving world, anger can help us recognize that we're not thinking clearly. And that it's time for us to choose love, because love is healing, love is transformative. The power of love in our life is the power to heal our life. So the ego's purpose is to keep this guilt going. That's what the thought system is for, to maintain a sense of separation. Now, continuing on in this paragraph too, for the ego really believes that it can get and keep by making guilty. So by making other people feel guilty, by making ourselves feel guilty, this is how that ego virus sustains, maintains, and spreads in our heart-mind. Now, it says, this is its one attraction, an attraction so weak that it would have no hold at all except that no one recognizes it. So this is for us to recognize and be the antivirus, (laughs) to be the antidote, to be the living antidote, right? That's what Jesus 
came to do, and that's what he is telling us we will do, and even greater shall we do. He says to us here, for the ego always seems to attract through love, seems to attract through love, like-mindedness, and has no attraction at all to anyone who perceives that it attracts through guilt, right? Ego, mind, thought, system is very deceptive. So now paragraph three. The sick attraction of guilt must be recognized for what it is. The sick attraction of guilt must be recognized for what it is. For having been made real to you, it is essential to look at it clearly and by withdrawing your investment in it to learn to let it go. No one would choose to let go what he believes has value. Right? So that's, a, to me, a core tenet of A Course in Miracles. We will not let go of that which we believe has value. So I was, I was sharing in my forgiveness workshop the other day in New York, which, by the way, I'm going to do another one in New York on March 29th. And if you go to jenniferhadley.com, the events page, you can sign up for it. It's free. I do it on a donation basis. And um, it's going to be in Midtown Manhattan, March 29th. I believe it's from 12 to 4 p.m. And um, stay for the yoga class afterwards. You'll be glad you did. It'll be a gentle, healing, nourishing yoga class. Uh, You could also come for the yoga class before It's Kundalini Yoga, which is what I'm uh, training to be a teacher in, and I am a teacher of, and and then we can go to dinner afterwards and have a fun time. (laughs) So great to get together. So uh, I was sharing in the workshop that I did the other day on forgiveness in New York, that we will not let go of anything we value. And we hear all over the place in spiritual circles, let go, let God, right? But we find it so hard to let go of our attack thoughts at times. We find it so difficult to let go of the shame and the blame and the regret and the resentment and the feelings of unworthiness, Right? And this is why I have my year-long class, Masterful Living. It's why I have my Finding Freedom Boot Camp. So we can do the work together and we don't give up. We don't abandon and start a new special relationship. We keep going and our relationships are transformed into holy relationships. We're doing it together. So... No one would choose to let go what he believes has value. So we hold on to these attack thoughts and we attack people with them in order to make them feel guilty. And what we're really doing is projecting onto them our own sense of we're bad and we're wrong. So that's 
a huge part of that sick attraction of guilt. It says here, actually, I want to go back. No one would choose to let go what he believes has value. So if you are still harboring the thought, I'm bad, I'm wrong, I'm not good enough, some way, shape, or form, that thought has value to you. And you still have placed a value in it that you're not willing to let go of. And that's the majority of people on this planet. So the antidote to that is simply to say to the spirit, I'm no longer interested in this thought, in this belief. I'm interested in recognizing and knowing I am a creature of love, and that's all I'm interested in. Higher Holy Spirit Self, please heal this thought. Or whatever is the cause of my upset, whatever false belief is coming up for healing here, heal it back to the origin, to the root cause, so I never think it again. Whatever decision I made to find this belief, whatever the belief is, I'm done with it. I'm ready to let it go forever. And please heal it for anyone and everyone who has this thought also. Let it be so now. I give it to you. Take it out of my mind forever. And this is the healing that we can have. This is a deep practice. So we we must get in touch with our unwillingness to let it go. Why wouldn't we want to let go of the things that we're hurting ourselves with and punishing our loved ones with? Why wouldn't we let it go? It's time for me to take a break, so I will talk about that on the return. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you are listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we are living the love, we are walking the talk, and I will be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. We're talking about guilt and the sick attraction to guilt and why wouldn't we want to let it go? Why wouldn't we want to let these patterns of dysfunction go? A deep healing is what we're calling forth here, right here, right now, together by means of this teaching, this podcast, our willingness to truly live a course in miracles. That's why I named um, my programs Living a Course in Miracles, because it we can talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, but it's the living of it that transforms our life. It is the living it that changes everything for us. And that's where the healing is, and that's what we're interested in. So let's go back to the text here. 
And in this paragraph three, so we're in chapter 15, section seven, which is entitled The Needless Sacrifice, and we're in paragraph three. No one would choose to let go what he believes has value. Yet the attraction of guilt has value to you only because you have not looked at what it is and have judged it completely in the dark. As we bring it to light, your only question will be why it was you, why it was you ever wanted it. You have nothing to lose by looking open-eyed for ugliness such as this belongs not in your holy mind. This host of God can have no real investment here. So let's just look at how the sick attraction of guilt plays out in our relationships. And I've talked about this many times and it just... It's helpful to me to talk about it and to recognize the sick attraction to guilt playing out in my relationships, in my awareness, right? So whenever I feel annoyed or frustrated or angry that somebody is not doing what I'd like them to do, and I want to put it on them, in a way that is chastising to them. Hey, you know, I really don't appreciate it. You said you were going to do that, and you didn't do it. And come on, man, what's what's going on there? What's happening in that kind of a dialogue that seems kind of gentle, kind of reasonable, it's not too attacking, is we're actually looking to motivate that person to do what we'd like them to do, to get with our program by making them feel bad and wrong and guilty and ashamed that they haven't done what we wanted. Now, I work with a lot of people of various ages from in their early 20s to their 80s, well into their 80s. 90s that I know of. (laughs) And so what I see across the board is that many of us, most of us, we're raised with people making us feel guilty every day. And I say it that way so we can understand it. The truth is, no one can make us feel guilty. We already feel guilty, and they are triggering it. So when someone does trigger that feeling that we have, now catch this, they are doing us a favor by helping us to bring it to the light. So think of this. No one would choose to let go what he believes has value. Yet the attraction of guilt has value to you only because you have not looked at what it is and have judged it completely in the dark. Consider this. Would you give up your own belief in guilt that you are guilty of some horrible crime 
or even a bunch of misdemeanors, would you give up your own belief in your own guilt if you knew you had to give up the option of motivating people by triggering their guilt, right? Hey, you said you were going to clean up your room. You're not keeping your agreements. I don't appreciate it. I do so much for you. I ask so little of you, and you won't even do it. You're so disrespectful. That conversation in that tone is designed to trigger the unconscious guilt of that person. So that's how we pass it on generation after generation. That is the sick attraction of guilt that Jesus is talking about here. So if you would like to have relief from guilt, to have it, give all to all. Make a decision and a declaration that you are not going to do this anymore. You are not going to participate in it. This pattern of being attracted to people through their anger. And let us, instead of triggering everyone and blaming them for triggering us, Let's give all to all. Let's give patience to all. Let's give kindness to all. So one of the ways I've learned to do that, and if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll have heard me talk about it. But one of the ways I've learned to do it, and I am not saying I can do this all the time, that I am perfect at uh, these practices, I am experiencing them and my my goal is to recognize that I'm already perfect and I can practice perfectly but I don't have to feel guilty when I don't I can have compassion for myself just like I can have compassion for my brothers and sisters when they practice imperfectly we're all practicing imperfectly and therein lies their perfection Because of the imperfect practice, we get to learn it perfectly. This is what A Course in Miracles is for. To help us relinquish any judgment or opinion about people's imperfect practice. (laughs) Including our own. To have compassion. To receive compassion. To recognize that we are unconditionally loved and that spirit is holding nothing against us. There's nothing for us to be forgiven for because spirit is not holding anything against us. It's not that we haven't done anything that's unkind. It's not that we haven't done anything that was foolish. Not that we haven't done anything that was mean and hurtful, but spirit is not holding anything against us, and that's why there's nothing to forgive. So we can be that kind of perfect the way our Mother, Father, God in heaven is perfect, and we can hold that space for our loved ones. And the ideal is to do the best we can with high intention every single day. So that when the the person didn't take out the trash. The trash is now overflowing. The bag has broken in the trash container. 
and we are so annoyed because people keep doing this. And no matter how many times we ask them not to, they keep doing it and they leave it for us to clean up. Or we have to go around and ask them to do it. They're not taking responsibility. They're abdicating their responsibility. And it seems as if they don't care about anyone but themselves. And that we are not loved and not cared for. See all the meaning spiraling out from the one thing. Instead, what if we can go to the person who said they were going to take out the trash and say, hey, the trash really needs to be taken out now. And because it wasn't taken out before, now it's kind of a big mess to clean up. So please take care of it now. Let's not have it get any worse. Okay? Is that okay? And if they're like, oh, come on, and they give any pushback, just say, hey, hey, what's going on? You're not feeling so good today? What's going on today? How can I support you? How can I support you? What's going on? What if we do it together and you tell me what's going on? Hmm? Let's do it together. You can tell me what's going on. And maybe I'll make some hot chocolate. Would you like that? So just finding ways to be sweet and kind and generous. Because in a very real sense, it's not about that moment. Right? It's about the relationship, which is a series of moments. It's about building the bridge, the rainbow bridge that A Course in Miracles talks about, back to the real world, and using the holy relationship as that bridge to our right mind. Because let's face it, if I'm the one that didn't take out the trash because I was doing other things and I didn't feel like it, and the trash disgusted me, and I felt overwhelmed, or I forgot to think about it, What would I like in that moment now? You know what I'd like? I'd like for nobody to make me wrong for the decisions that I made in the past. I would like offers of help and kindness. I would like offers of love, compassion, and support so that I don't berate myself for letting this unfold this way. What else would I like? I would like those kindnesses that say, you're not bad, you're not wrong. In fact, you're worthy of some hot cocoa. In fact, you're worthy of love, compassion, and support. In fact, you are worthy of hugs. Because that's how we are transformed. That's how the power of love operates in our relationships, in our life. 
So going back to this paragraph three, the attraction of guilt has value to you only because you've not looked at what it is and have judged it completely in the dark. So what that guilt is, that mechanism is, when we intentionally trigger it in other people in order to motivate them to do something, we are simultaneously attacking ourselves, not just because we're one with them, but we are going to trigger our own guilt for guilting other people. When we attack people with thoughts that trigger their guilt, that are designed to trigger their guilt, to motivate them to do what we'd like them to do, we are manipulating them. And when we're manipulating other people, we will feel guilty. Because we know it's unloving. We know it's unkind. We know it perpetuates the unconscious guilt that is the whole reason that we are continuing to experience separation is because we value this wedge that allows us to feel and think and experience separation. Every little thing that we do to make somebody else feel guilty contributes to that. And every little thing that we do to extend love dissolves it. Helps everyone to let it go. Right back in the 60s, was it Mort Saul who said, the, the comedian Mort Saul, who said, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. I don't know who first said it. But that's the teaching of A Course in Miracles. You're either answering the cry for love or you are a cry for love. When we are choosing not to answer the cry for love, we will feel guilty every time. It will further affix this in our mind. There's nothing to forgive. That's what true forgiveness is. Forgiveness is the release of the judgment, of the meaning that we made of it. So we've made the meaning that they're letting the trash uh, pile up and the bag break and their inattentiveness, all of that meaning that we've made of it, that they don't care about us, that they disrespect us, that they're not listening to us, that they're going to be slovenly the rest of their lives, that they're never going to get a good job, that people aren't going to really like them, they'll never be prosperous, that they'll always act like babies. All these myriad of thoughts that are all predicated and contingent upon our baseline thinking that they are behaving badly because they are inherently bad just like we believe we are. It's no small thing. It is the salvation of all humanity when one person can say, I'm going to take a breath here. I'm going to open my heart to love. Jesus, guide me in this moment. I am not interested in furthering this attraction to guilt. I am not interested in residing in the darkness and perpetuating the darkness. I am interested in bringing everything to the light. That's all I desire, is to live in the light 
to bring the darkness to the light and to share the benefits with everyone. In this moment, I feel overwhelmed by the repeating pattern of wanting to yell at someone, blame someone, shame someone, guilt someone. But I'm going to keep taking a breath until you show me clearly how to turn it around. Let this be the moment now. Let this be the moment now. That's what I was thinking about as I was preparing my spiritual espresso this morning, preparing for this broadcast. I was thinking about that song that we sing in at unity let peace begin with me let this be the moment now i love that let this be the moment now in each moment and another moment let this be the moment now that i choose peace let this be the moment now that this ship turns away from the iceberg. Let this be the moment now that I surrender everything I think I know. Let this be the moment now that I choose not to judge. Let this be the moment now that I am inspired to love, to extend love, to have compassion, to be kind, to be generous of heart, generous of spirit. Let this be the moment now. It is, our spiritual practice is in those moments. That's what A Course in Miracles is all about. And when we live it and practice it moment by moment, our life is transformed so quickly, it is unimaginable. This is what I see in my Finding Freedom course, in my Masterful Living course. I see it. It happens all the time. And people, their whole life is transformed. Their family is transformed. It is this active practice of A Course in Miracles. You have nothing to lose by looking open-eyed for ugliness such as this belongs not in your holy mind. The host of God can have no real investment here. We said before that the ego attempts to maintain and increase guilt, but in such a way that you do not recognize what it would do to you. Right? So that is so critical. It, it, it seeks, the ego thought system is designed to maintain and increase guilt in such a way that we don't recognize what it does to us. Right? We think that saying to that person, come on now, man, you agreed to take out the trash. I told you, this is what happens when people just keep shoving more and more trash in. The damn bag breaks. And then we have a gooey, icky mess in the bottom of the can. And it's your freaking fault. I warned you. I told you. We've been over this before. You know it. But you just don't care. You don't care. You don't care about anybody but yourself. You don't care what I'm going through. You don't care that everything I do is for you. You don't care about any of that. You're so selfish. Right? So in that moment, when we do that, 
right there. The ego thought system is where we are aligned and it is designed to maintain and increase guilt, but in such a way that we don't recognize what it does to us. So people ask me all the time, how do I remember to choose love? How? How do I remember? Begin your day with it before you get out of bed. You know, a lot of times now, um, I, I don't wake up with an alarm except very rarely. Um, spirit wakes me up. I'm, I'm glad it does. Uh, I don't like waking up to an alarm. But I, I do have alarms uh, set in my phone because I travel a lot. Sometimes I'm shifting time zones and I'm in weird spaces. Last night I work till one o'clock in the morning. You know, stuff like that happens. I get on a roll and I keep working. And um, so then there are times when I will set an alarm to make sure I wake up. Or I'll set an alarm so I don't forget an appointment I have because I can get caught up in things. And then I forget, oh, that's right. This is the one Wednesday a month when I do this thing, right? So I need alarms that help me remember these kinds of things. And what uh, what I use is... Uh, because I use my phone, I have an iPhone, and I can put in songs. So I can put in songs that remind me to choose love. I can put in any song I want, basically, if it's on my phone. I can do this. So you can do that too. You can wake yourself up with a love song. You can wake yourself up with a love song. Like one song that I love is Stevie Wonder's Signed, Sealed, Delivered, I'm Yours. I think of it as my love song to God, right? Signed, Sealed, Delivered, I'm Yours. You, you, you picked a song that will help you to remember first thing, if you use an alarm, first thing in the morning. Or, you know, set an alarm that'll go off uh, right after you wake up or when you might be having your breakfast or making your tea or whatever it is. You, you can figure that out. And then right there, when you hear that reminder go off, of course you can use the Course of Miracles app that I designed. A Course of Miracles complete, right? And it's free in the App Store, whatever your App Store is, whatever kind of device you have, for your phone, for your iPad, for your Android, your iPhone, Whatever device you have, you can use the um, free A Course in Miracles app that I made. Look for the, the Course in Miracles book and the butterfly. It's called A Course in Miracles Complete. And, uh, and if you enjoy the app, won't you please write a review? Really appreciate it. And uh, if you have an issue with the app you can send us an email, admin at jenniferhadley.com. And, yeah, write it, write it a review, please, for this, this broadcast. The more reviews that people write for the app and for the podcast, the more those providers will show it to people. The more you value it, the more they will show it to people. So you can write reviews for individual episodes, for the whole podcast, and for the app. It's so appreciated. 
That's the way you can give back and pay it forward. And I thank you for that. So let's undo the ego by paying close attention to the attraction that we have for making other people feel guilty. Let's start there. Of course we can do it for ourselves, making ourselves feel guilty. The, the, the tool we have is to invoke the higher Holy Spirit self to help us. To help us. Last thing I'm going to share is that we're going to offer another series of the Healing Grief class and we're offering, I'm offering a, a recovery from sexual abuse retreat the first weekend in April online, my first online retreat. Come and join me. Check out the details at the events page at jenniferhadley.com. Hand on my heart, I declare, I am willing to live the truth and we are grateful. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. We let it be and we say, Amen, Amen, Amen. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.